Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Bradley Thompson here, and we are back with another episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by DigiHype Media. DigiHype Media is a local digital marketing company based in Mississauga, Ontario, and they do everything from social media marketing to website design. So check them out at digihypemedia.ca. That is D-I-G-I-H-Y-P-E media.ca. Okay, we are back with another episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. I think this is episode 58, pretty sure, 95% sure. I'm going to say it is episode 58 because that's what my gut's telling me. I should really check before I start recording, Um, but we're just going to hop right into this, okay? Episode 58, hopefully, maybe 95% sure, Um, but we're back. We're back. Living the Canadian Dream podcast. We're here. We're getting it done. Today's a solo episode, so if you're looking forward to a guest, I'm sorry, I am the guest in your heart, okay? That's what it is today. I am the guest on my own podcast, okay? Because it's going to be a solo one. Um, Think of yourself as the guest of this podcast, to be honest. You know, comment on social media, hit me up, tell me what you enjoy about this podcast, but today's just going to be a solo episode, Um, and we're just going to catch up, we're going to talk about life, and then we're going to get into some fun stuff. Okay, we're going to get into some fun stuff because, you know, we haven't really been doing this in a little bit. Pandemic still going on. Crazy. School year started. Life's busy. Life's busy. And that's just what's happening right now. Okay, but we're getting back into the routine, um, fitting podcasting back into the schedule. Uh, Life was really busy at the end of the summer with a lot of different stuff with work, training, you know, teaching all of this stuff on my schedule is just jam packed. And, you know, I've been slacking. I've been slacking on you guys, but we're back. We're back. Okay. We're back. Um, okay. So it's finally September. We're here. Pandemic still going on. It's been like over six months now. Crazy. This has been unreal. It's been unreal. I don't know how everybody else has been holding on during this pandemic, but I hope everybody's been, you know, mentally and physically safe and healthy. Uh, It's a crazy time. It is such a crazy time. And, you know, hopefully we get out of this soon. But it's kind of frustrating. There are still many people that aren't, you know, following the guidelines, wear a mask, social distance. It blows my mind. And it's honestly kind of frustrating. Okay. You do these things, even if you don't believe in the coronavirus, which I don't know why you wouldn't, which is just blows my mind. Um, you know, wear a mask for other people, at least, you know, at least care for other people. You know, there are so many older people um, out there that can't even go out, can't even go grocery shopping because they're afraid because of this pandemic, because of this virus. So I don't know why people aren't following, you know, the social distancing, why people are, you know, still going to parks, licking each other's faces, licking the faces of strangers. You know, don't do that. Okay, no, but like in all seriousness, though, like I don't get why people aren't following, you know, the the guidelines, the guidelines, like just don't be like selfish about this stuff. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm kind of ranting about this right now, but like, it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating to see because, you know, I have grandparents at home that, you know, are afraid to go out and they've just been in isolation for the last six months, which I'm sure many of you guys have as well. And it's just sad to see. It's just like, you know, this is not only hurting, you know, the economy, but, you know, social interaction, but also, you know, the, the people in our lives. So I think everybody needs to do their part, wear a mask, social distance, don't lick random strangers' faces in public, you know, don't do these things. Just be a good person and try to look out for others. I think that's the biggest thing. I think that's the biggest thing that we can take away from this pandemic. You know, we're all in this together, um, as High School Musical would say. And, you know, we're going to get through this. It's just everybody's got to do their part. And I don't understand why some people just won't social distance, why some people won't wear masks. It just blows my mind. It blows my mind. That's why there's rules, um, especially in this case with this pandemic, like, they are there for a reason, you know. And I think the Peel region, if you're in Canada, I think the Peel region, Toronto, um, and stuff like that, the big cities are actually going back to stage two, um, which is the smaller gatherings, which makes sense because there's been a surge in new cases. And um, it's crazy. It's a crazy time, and I hope we get through this quicker, um, you know, rather than later. I'm just kind of over it. I'm just kind of over it. But to be honest... It's been one of those things that like, especially when it comes to working from home, I've been doing everything from home, working from home, you know, working on my projects from home, um, teaching from home, everything's been at home and I'm kind of over it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. You know, the first couple of weeks was just like, oh, this is nice. This is working from home. This is a different vibe. Still enjoy working from home, still productive, but it's just like one of the things, especially for me, <laughs> working from home, I drink way too much coffee. And, you know, I just bought an, a Starbucks venti iced Americano because why not? You know, got to get that caffeine to the veins. But when it comes to working from home, I drink a substantial amount of coffee and it's not cool. OK, I cannot hold myself back on the coffee. OK, that is definitely one of my worst habits of all time is that I definitely drink way too much coffee and I need to chill out a little bit. You know, luckily coffee is like not like cigarettes, um, but like obviously to a certain extent, it's not good for you, you know, as with anything. And, you know, I'm at that certain extent. Uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. though. I love coffee. And it's just one of those things, especially when you're working, you're just like, oh, I love to like work and have coffee. And then you hit that after lunch, like sort of slump a little bit and you have a coffee and you're just like, oh, why not have six more? Um, no, I won't have six in a row. I will have that spaced out throughout the day. No, I'm just joking. I try to max out. Honestly, I try to max out at four coffees a day, but I mean, I'm already there. I am already there. I need to relax. See, now this is a self-reflection podcast about my life. I need to chill out. I honestly need to chill out a little bit. Um, but that is definitely one of my biggest pet peeves. And also just not seeing people. It's one of those things. It's just like, oh, it's lame. And it, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. Um, it definitely sucks. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen so many of my friends, so much of my family, in literally since before the pandemic. It's crazy. I haven't seen so many friends since before the pandemic. That was over six months ago. Are we still friends? Yeah, for sure. It's just, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, I don't want to bring home the virus to anybody. And I don't want to get anybody else sick. So I'm just trying to do my part in isolating 
and being a loner like I, I try to be because I'm so busy with work and I'm so focused on my work that that's just how I am anyways. Um, but that's life, okay? And we're going to get through this. Uh, my grandparents were moving um, the last like few weeks. It's been a very long move. It's been a very, very long move. And, you know, they're finally in their new place. And, you know, it's sad to see, you know, your grandparents and stuff like that get older. It's definitely sad to see. It's just, you know, when you start seeing people get older, you know, you're getting older yourself. And then you see your grandparents getting older, your parents getting older. It's it's sad. And, um, you know, I just wanted to put this out there because it's been one of those things that, like, I've always had in the back of my head. And it really gave me perspective. And you know, really made a lot of sense to me over the years. It was this, um, somebody told this to me, said this to me a long, long time ago. It was actually an old teacher um, at high school. And she was, I was, she was never actually my teacher, but she was a teacher. Um, But she said, because she knew my grandparents and stuff like that. And she was just like, uh, because my grandparents, I'm going all over the place with the story, but my grandparents would come out to all of the um, school events and stuff like that. um, And because I was very involved with school, uh, extracurriculars, not necessarily the, uh, <laughs> the classes, but definitely the extracurriculars, whether it's like, you know, dance or music or whatever it is, you know, I was there. Um, but they would come out and she was just like, she told me once she was, she was just like, um, you know, don't take this for granted. Don't take your grandparents for granted, you know, spend time with them, see them because the time that you have with them, will fly by and you know you don't want to miss out on that and she told me that and I'm just like you know that makes sense it makes sense because she was just like yeah um you know I don't have my grandparents here and I you know I would love to spend time with you know my grandparents and it's just one of those things it's like it's such a real moment because you know how long are human beings on this earth you know we're only here for a short period of time so you got to spend the time with the people that you love, that you care about. And, um, yeah, just seeing them move, seeing them get older, you know, it's good to, you know, help them, obviously, and stuff like that. Uh, but it's just one of those things that I just wanted to throw out there because, especially during this pandemic, you know, um, many grandparents are either, you know, hanging out by themselves or with their spouse. Um, and it's just, like, it's sad. It's It's just they're in isolation right now. So... As a grandchild, as, you know, even like a son if or daughter, if you have parents and stuff like that that are in this isolation as well, you know, reach out to them, you know, visit them, drop off food, call them on the phone, you know, even calling or even texting. You know, these are all things that will help you. It'll help you not only make a memory, make a connection, but, you know, you don't want to regret this stuff in the long run. And... I find that when people just like sort of take this stuff gr- for granted, it's just, it's just not good, man. Like just a lot of people just get caught up in, you know, just hang out with friends, just, you know, enjoy, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know, like just the biggest thing, like hanging out with friends, you know, you could spend, you know, half an hour instead of hanging out with friends that you see all the time. Anyways, go see your grandparents or call them on the phone. Like, they appreciate that sp- stuff, especially if they're by themselves during this time. You know, one of my, my grandma is by herself during this time. It's just like, I feel bad for her. It's just, 
it's just one of those things, man. It's just, it sucks. And, you know, especially when you're around people, it sucks. But then, you know, if you're by yourself, it sucks even more. So I don't know. I think everybody's just got to sort of reflect and just reach out to the people in your life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're not going to have time to reach out to everybody. You know, there's so many people in my life that I haven't talked to in months because uh, you just get busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's trying to survive through this pandemic, you know, make a living and stuff like that. So that's all good. But especially when it comes to grandparents and stuff like that, the older generations, you should definitely try to make the effort to um, reach out to them. This is my public service announcement. I don't know. It's just it's just like a such a real uh, realization. Um, just thinking back to what my teacher once said. And it's just like, you know, that's what I think about, especially when you see them getting older and stuff like that, moving into a downsizing their house. It's just one of those things, man. It sucks. Life. But, you know, you got to make the most of it. And that's what we're here for, right? Um, but yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> I wanted to get that off my chest because I think it's just such an important thing um, as we all, you know, grow and get older and sort of move on with our lives and stuff like that. You know, think about the people, you know, that are important to you. Okay. Let's move on to a happier note. Move away from the pandemic stuff. Okay. Let's move on to a happier note. I think it was last week, last week. Yeah. Last weekend I went go-karting. So my family does this go-karting thing. Um, once a year, once a year, um, we go, um, and race go-karts. Okay, but I'm not talking about your Palladium go-karts. Okay, I'm not talking about your little baby go-karts. I'm talking we go and race go-karts. Okay, these go-karts go up to 80 kilometers an hour. They're flying. They go zoom, zoom. <laughs> they fly, okay? You can feel the G-force when you're turning, okay? These go-karts are real fast. They are actual racing go-karts. So we do that once a year. And um, we had that last week. Uh, a bunch of my cousins and stuff like that um, do it every single year. And it's just a bunch of us. I think it was like, I want to say 12 of us, but it's crazy. It was crazy. Um, every single year it's crazy. But this year it was a little bit different. It was pretty cool because the way that we did this is that we actually had transponders in our cars. So it actually told you how fast you're going, how, um, what your lap, lap speeds were and, um, stuff like that. So after every like qualification practice, um, you get your speeds, you get how fast you're going, what's your fastest lap, all that sort of data, which is awesome. And then they actually sort of, uh, do the races based on that. So, you know, we had a couple practices, you know, which is like, you know, maybe 10 minutes on the course or five minutes on the course, you know, just practice laps, practice laps, just getting used to the car, getting used to the, the speed and stuff like that. The apex of the turns. If you want to get so specific, if you want to take this to the F1, you know, and let's be so serious. Like you actually have to wear a race suit with these go-karts. That's how fast they go. Okay. These aren't baby go-karts. Okay. This place is actually in Hamilton. It's very cool. I think it's called, if I'm not mistaken, Cameron Speedway. Okay. Very cool. Cameron's mini or, and then I think it's also called the Canadian mini Indy, but I think the large place because they also have like, you know, the slow go-karts on another track. Um, I think that one's called Cameron Speedway, but I think the main area is called Canadian mini Indy or something like that. 
but yeah, it's like legit and the track is awesome. It's fast. Um, but basically the way that it starts, you do the practice laps and then you do qualification like you would in F1. So you, ha- you do a bunch of qualification laps and then your fastest lap sort of puts you into position on the grid. And in previous years, we did flying laps. So flying laps is like you're in your position and then you go around the lap slowly and everybody's in their position. And then when you pass that line, then you can pass people when they say go, okay? This time, it was different because we actually did an F1 start. So we were in grids and the minute they drop that flag, it's go time. And I got to tell you, it was so much fun. This year was even more fun just because of the grid start. It's crazy because you, if you have a really good start, you can pass people. You can pass people on that first corner and you're going flat out. And um, there's so many people that were spinning out this year. I saw a couple, I, there was one person that actually hit the, um, the, the barriers on the side, the tire barriers. They went through the tire barriers. That's how fast they went around the corner. So crazy. It's crazy. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Like, I don't know if you've ever been there. I don't know if you've ever done like the fast go-karts, but it's crazy. It's, it's so much fun. It's expensive. You know, you're dropping over a hundred dollars on, you know, a day, but it's worth it. You know, for the experience, it's just amazing. It's just, it will blow your mind how fast these go-karts go. I think my top speed out of all of my laps was 71 kilometers an hour. So pretty fast, okay? You know, you're low to the ground. It's, it's crazy. It's exhilarating. And um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, that we do on like a regular basis that just, it just gets your adrenaline out. If you're into that sort of stuff, fast go-karts are where they're at. I would love to do the, um, like a test track with an actual car, an actual race car. Um, I would love to do that one day. That is definitely on my bucket list to do, you know, drive like a Ferrari around a track. Oh man, that would be so sick. That would be really cool. So that is definitely on the, on the, on the radar for the future. Um, but for now, you know, go-karting at 80 kilometers an hour, it's pretty sweet too. It's pretty sweet. It's, um, it's amazing. It's crazy too. Like the last, the, the race that we did, um, we actually had two races. So we had the first race and then we had the second race. In the second race, <laughs> the final lap, it was, um, I think I ended up coming seventh that race, if I'm not mistaken, seventh. But the top, or there's three people in front of me and all four of us were all together on the final lap. We were passing each other. And I actually passed all three of them on the first corner of that final, of that final lap. But then my back end spun out and I sort of lost speed. So they passed me. Um, so I was just fighting for position and then ended up, you know, coming last out of those, um, out of us four, uh, which got me seventh, but it was crazy because the final lap, the final corner, (laughs) my cousin was in front. He was holding his line. Somebody tried to pass him on the inside and, you know, in racing and go-karts, you got to hold your line. And if you know racing, you can't just like try to force your car in. You can't. It's not safe, and you're not supposed to be doing that. But he was trying to force his car in, and in a lot of cases, driving 
you know, even if you're being aggressive, you wouldn't do that because it's just unsafe and you're going to hit him for sure. But he thought he could get around on the inside of my cousin. <laughs> and my cousin just held his line. This guy literally went right into the grass, hit a bump, and popped up. It was crazy. He just hit the grass, boom. And then he actually ended up beating my cousin. It's crazy. He squeezed him off to the side of the road a little bit. It was it was crazy. But my cousin squeezed him on the inside. So he just hit straight up grass. And there was grass all over the track. Crazy. So funny. I was right behind them too. I was just like, oh my gosh. This guy literally just drove this guy into the grass. And he ended up getting passed. Um, just because there was a lot of like bumping in that corner because <laughs> even though he went into the grass he still hit him right so crazy crazy times um lots of fun though so if you're ever looking for a great experience go-karting is where it's at to be honest and you know as long as you can drive a car you're good i think you definitely need a license for this one too yeah you definitely do um you definitely need a driver's license um for this one yeah uh but it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun uh, I've been doing a lot of hard training lately. I've been doing a lot of hard training lately, getting through my training plan. Um, bunch of training, uh, on the bike, running, open water swimming. So at the cottage, I've been doing a lot of open water swimming. Every time I go up, I try to swim at least once and I'm getting better. I'm getting better. My endurance in the open water is getting a lot better, getting a lot more relaxed, a lot more confident in the water, which is great. Because open water swimming is totally different than, you know, pool swimming. It's just you have those additional factors like the confidence, you know, how do you feel, the comfort level, looking down into the water, especially when it's dark outside, it's cloudy, the water gets real spooky. And I'm wearing these tinted goggles and it's just not good. It just makes me trip out a little bit. So, I, you know, I've had times where I've had to take off my goggles and just like close my eyes and stuff like that or try to look super high up on the surface so I don't look down at the seaweed. One of the things I don't like about the open water swimming though is, especially on my lake, there's a lot of seaweed. So when I'm swimming and I feel the seaweed on my hands, swiping the bottom on my down, just do not like that. And I also don't like seaweed wrapping around my ankles. That is terrifying, okay? And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But other than that, it's been good. Um, feeling a lot more confident in the water. I did a tethered swim last week in my pool. Pool water was freezing, and that's why we got the wetsuit. You know what I mean? I think the pool water was under 65 degrees, and it was ice cold. It was ice cold. So when I first started swimming last week um, for last week's session, I was in the water just trying to get used to it, trying to like warm up and stuff like that. My face was probably frozen for 10 minutes. It was ice cold. And then when my body temperature started, you know, started adjusting to the temperature, it felt a lot better, but it was not a good 10 minutes to start. Like my, my forehead was frozen. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to get better at swimming. Uh, that's one of the things that I'm trying to do because I would like to do, you know, some triathlons next year. Um, but obviously the focus is always duathlon. You know, that's where my strengths are, but I'm trying to improve on the swimming thing so I can hop into triathlon as well. Um, that's definitely a goal. Uh, but yeah, that's just been what I've been doing. Um, I did a nice bike workout the other day and I just died on the bike. It was a fantastic workout. I, they had a, an event on Zwift, which is like the virtual, 
um, training application, virtual training world for cycling. And I did a stage race. It was basically a stage race. Um, it was for one of the events that they had. But it was a race that was on one of the climbs for the Tour de France. And it was insane. It was over 1,500 meters of climbing. And I have a smart trainer. So it sets the resistance based on the gradient of the climb. So if it says 10%, it's setting that resistance on my trainer at 10%. So it makes it a lot harder. And my legs were just blowing up. It was crazy. The average gradient of this climb was definitely like 10%. It was just insane. It was insanity. Um, but I survived it. I think I did it in an hour and 40 minutes. And, you know, I wasn't going to have enough time to do it uh, because I was supposed to go out for dinner. But the time that Sam sent me a message to say that she was coming over, I'm just like, you know what? I think there's only like three kilometers left of climbing. I can definitely finish this. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to go ham. And then started going ham. I think I, I think I came seventh. I think I came seventh. It was good, though. It was, it was chill. Seventh out of like 85 people, which is, you know, whatever. But I wasn't even going for the time. I was just going for the experience. And, you know, plus I had to, um, you know, loot. I lost some time, you know, picking up a phone call in the middle of it. So I did get passed by a few people. But I was, you know, feeling good on the bike. The experience, though, was like that high elevation, just like lots of climbing, just hard work the entire workout. And it was just great. It was just great strength work. Um, it was lots of fun. I love those uh, – those Zwift races, though, like those Zwift events, they always have those, and they're just fun. They're just so much fun. And I've been doing a lot of, like, fun criteriums um, lately. Not the last week or so, but, you know, before that, the last, like, couple weeks before that, they had a bunch of criterias, um, criteriums, um, which are just basically just lapped races around a circuit, and they're just so much fun, you know, great for that endurance, great for those that interval work and stuff like that. Uh, but it's just fun to test yourself around random people. And it just keeps training fresh. Because I found that especially because uh, everything was canceled, it's kind of like, it kind of sucks, you know, that there's nothing on my calendar at all to do for racing. And, you know, I started looking forward to doing a Spartan race. But it was like not the, I was going to do a Spartan race. But I was also going to do the Spartan Trail Race, which was just going to be a tr running race on the Blue Mountain um, in Collingwood. And that was going to be a 10K race just up a mountain. And I was looking forward to that. I'm just like, okay, that's something at least I can do, I can work towards. And then they ended up canceling that like a few weeks ago. So I'm just like, oh, everything, everything in Ontario is done now. Nothing is going on. Everything is all virtual races and stuff like that which is still great. It still gets you, um, tries to, you know, keep you motivated and stuff like that. But it's just, it's not the same. It's not the same as racing in person and having something to look forward to. But the Zwift races and sort of plans definitely help. They keep you motivated. They keep you, you know, challenged. Um, and they're fun. They're fun. They're a good time. Uh, let's keep moving forward. Tour de France just finished. Uh, this weekend, crazy ending on the, f the second last stage of the Tour de France, which is really the final stage of the general classifications. Um, the Tour de France is a cycling race. I don't know if anybody watches it, but if you do, it's basically a cycling race in France. There's 21 stages, and it's just world-class cyclists. They are just incredible. There's 
bunch of mountain stages up the Alps, the Pyrenees, and then flat stages, hilly stages, just everything. And they're riding for hours every single day. And then, you know, that's what they do. And there's, there's a couple rest days sprinkled in throughout the entire 21 stages, but that is it. They're just riding every single day hard and, um, you know, trying to win. There's a few different jerseys. Yellow jersey is the general classification. That's like the actual tour leader. Green jersey is the sprint points jersey. Polka dot jersey is the climbing mountain jersey. So there's a lot of mountains and stuff like that. So at the top of many of the mountains, they'll have, you know, a points. So if you cross that line first at the top, the peak, then you would get points. And that's the points jersey. So the, the polka dot Um then you have the white jersey, which is the youngest rider. And then you have the combative uh, jersey. It's not even a jersey. It's just a number, a red number. It just means you break out, uh, break away a lot um, from the pack. Uh, but it has been, it was an amazing Tour de France. So a lot of the favorites got dropped, like right at the start, um, throughout the stages. And the last year's winner, he left like in the middle of the Tour de France because he just kept getting dropped. Um, he just couldn't hang with the big boys, but it was great. The second last stage of the Tour de France, which was an individual time trial, which was super cool because they were on TT bikes. And then at the start of this huge climb, which just sort of goes like hilly to just mountain, they actually, the, the riders actually switched to their road bike. Many of them did. And they switched to the road bike just because it's easier to climb those very steep slopes because you're not going to need the aerodynamics because you're just really trying to get up those slopes. Um, but there is this 21-year-old guy, okay, Pacacha, and he won the Tour de France on this last stage. That is technically the last stage of the general classification. That's how it is in the Tour de France, even though that's stage 20, and there's 21 stages. The 21st stage is really just around the Champs-Élysées, and it's for, like, the sprinters. So that's why, like... And that's like the celebration of the yellow jersey coming into France, really. Um, so the last stage is the 20th stage, and he won. So the jersey changed hands on the very last stage. It just blew my mind. The guy that was holding it was holding it for, you know, many stages. Like, I want to say probably like 10, 15 stages. It was a long time he held it. Um, he held the yellow jersey. His name is Roglage. And... Um, Primoz Roglic, and he was holding the jersey, and he ended up losing it at the very last stage, the individual time trial, which is, like, the worst because, you know, you don't have any teammates to help you through the stage. It's just you. It's up to you how fast can you go, and he lost it on that stage. It was crazy. It was a crazy stage. That 21-year-old kid is just a beast. He's a monster. He ended up winning three jerseys. So you got the mountains points jersey, he got the yellow jersey, which is the overall, and then you got the white jersey for the youngest rider because he was the youngest rider. It's crazy, 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 crazy. Um, nuts, nuts. What a crazy Tour de France. Um, it was fantastic. That's something that I look forward to every single year. Um, I watch it every single year, and you know this year was really cool because there's just a bunch of new teams, a bunch of new, um, you know, cyclists, really that were just taking the tour by storm and they're just dropping the favorites and stuff like that. It was just, it was just awesome to see. And, you know, it's something to strive for guys, something to strive for. It doesn't matter, you know, 
who you're up against. If you're up against the most popular person out there, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that you're going to lose. It's like being an underdog. That's what it's called um, <laughs> in uh, layman's terms, I guess. Um, but it was just really cool. It was just really cool to see that. Uh, let's keep moving forward. I've been working on a project lately. I've been working on a project, okay? And it's all around cycling and bikes, okay? It's called Relentless Bikes, which you can see on my shirt if you're watching the video podcast. Um, Relentless Bikes is a project I've been working on um, for a while now with other individuals. And um, it has been a vision that we've had for a little bit. Okay, we've been working on it behind the scenes and we're finally going to be launching it. Okay, we're going to be launching it in October. So Relentless Bikes says it in the name, all about bikes, all about cycling, apparel, awesome stuff. Okay, so please make sure you take a look at Relentless Bikes on all social media and then RelentlessBikes.com. Okay, the project's going to be launching in October, but you can check out RelentlessBikes.com now. And you'll learn more about what we're doing, okay? It'll give you a little snapshot, not too much, but when we launch in October, we're going to be having some awesome stuff, okay? We're going to be doing product giveaways. We're going to be doing some contests, and we're going to be doing some awesome stuff. You guys are going to love the stuff that we've done, apparel, bikes, all of this stuff, okay? It's going to blow your mind. It's, I'm looking forward to it. It's so cool. It's always been something that I've wanted to get into, which is like fitness um, stuff. And I'm just so excited to finally be doing it. So this has been a project that I've been working on for a while. So when I say I'm busy, guys, I've been busy, okay? Not just working, not just teaching, not just podcasting. I'm working on a little business there, okay? Working on a little side project. And you guys are going to see it soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. Relentlessbikes.com. Check that out, okay? It's going to be dope. It's going to be so dope. Um, but that is the big news. That is the big news in my life, relentlessbikes.com. And I want you to take a look at that because it's going to be really cool. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it, um, especially when it comes to the giveaways that we're going to be doing. You don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss that stuff. Who doesn't like free stuff? Who doesn't like free stuff? Okay. Um, okay. So let's uh, talk about a couple more things, and then we're going to wrap this thing up, okay? First thing, book of the day, Keep Going by Austin Cleone. Austin Cleone, amazing author. I absolutely love his work. You know, steal like an artist. Um, show your work, and then Keep Going is another book in that series. It is for creativity. It's for creative people. It's for people that want to become better artists, you know, entrepreneurs. His books are incredible, Okay. They'll give you perspective. They'll give you mindset. They'll give you the tools you need to sort of take it to the next level. And Keep Going is one of those books that really um, helps you understand how to navigate a creative career, whether it's starting a business, whether it's you know becoming a, a visual artist, illustrator, whatever the case, check out the book. Show your, nope, not show your work. Keep Going. I just finished Keep Going. I've read Show Your Work before, but it's called Keep Going. Okay, check that out. All of his books are good though. Like if you pick up Show Your Work, great. Steal Like an Artist, great as well, okay? And the illustrations in the book are also amazing. I love them. That's one of my favorite parts about the book. Whenever a book has pictures, just takes it to another level, okay? 
Not everybody likes to read. Okay, facts. Some people like to look at pictures. And the way that he does the pictures, he illustrates them. They're very creative. You have to check it out, okay? App of the day. Um, we are going to do a very simple app for the app of the day. The app of the day is going to be Byte. Um, it's going to be Byte, B-Y-T-E. That's going to be a social media app, okay? Kind of like TikTok, basically Vine, okay? Byte, I think, was built one by one of the Vine founders, and it's a video app, and you guys should sign up for it, okay? You guys should sign up for it, uh, especially since in the U.S., they just announced that they're going to be closing down TikTok, okay? I don't know if you guys are on the talk, but for us Canadians and stuff like that, you know, TikTok will still be working, so check me out at I am Brad Thompson. I got awesome content, okay? It's sweet. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's um, hopefully motivational as well, but check that out. Um, but when it comes to getting that video content out there, you always want to join those new apps, see what they're like, and see where people are moving, see where the focus is going. Byte might be a big thing. So check it out at B-Y-T-E and sign up, you know, get that username, get that cool username. To be honest, I don't really like the newsfeed as much just because I'm so used to TikTok now, but it's still a great app, okay? It has potential. From what I've seen it grow from, you know, the last two months of the early stages of this app to now, it's just a totally different app. It's crazy. It's crazy how fast these apps progress. Um, so check that out, okay? Um, but that is it for today. That is it. We're going to wrap it up here. I haven't done a podcast in a while. We're going to be having on some guests in the next couple of weeks. Um, but thank you everybody for listening. It's been another day busy with life. I hope everybody keeps going. I hope everybody keeps, you know, striving. I hope everybody keeps pushing through those, um, those limits, those barriers. And, um, you know, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this pandemic. We're going to get through these, um, these tough times. We're going to get through it together. Um, it's just one of those things you got to be resilient. You got to be relentless. Okay. Uh, but the question of the day, we're going to end off on a question of the day. The question I have for everybody, the question that I have for everybody is, have you spoken to the people that you love? Okay. Have you spoken to the people that you love? That's a big question. If you haven't, texted your friend, if you haven't texted your family, if you haven't texted your grandparents, text them, call them, see them. Have you spoken to the people that you love? I want you to think about that over the next week, okay? But that is it for today's episode. Thank you everybody for watching, listening. Um, you know, uh, I really appreciate it. You guys are the best for always supporting me through these times. And you know, we're going to keep pushing out awesome content. So stay tuned for that and keep on keeping on, okay? Just keep on keeping on living your life and we'll see you next time. This was episode 58, I think, 95% sure. Until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Peace out. Leave him to Canadian dreams.